This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening, this is VORW International. It is Tuesday, the 3rd of September 2019. Welcome to today's broadcast of VORW International, a podcast where I really just speak my mind and discuss various things. So, uh, yeah, Hurricane Dorian. I do want to provide a few updates about that, and uh, that's really going to be the show. Now, yeah, I know some people are going to be upset at me, and you might say, well, why? You know, why would why would people be uh, upset? Uh, because some people are, are they're going to be PO'd at me because I said in the last show that I did that it might be my last show for a while. Completely discarding the words might be or may be. Oh, it's, it's not your last show. So, you know, I am back. I still have power, still have electricity, still have internet. And uh, the show goes on as it, ought, as it ought to, you know. And I wanted to provide an update and a few thoughts. Well, anyway, getting over to what I wanted to talk about tonight. Venting uh, my frustrations and kind of getting that out of the way. Hurricane Dorian, still an extremely strong hurricane. At the time of recording this, it was still a Category 4, though it is right at that that precipice. Uh, it, it is likely going to be a Category 3 hurricane by the time this program is uploaded. Uh, though again, with the difference of a few miles per hour, it's not really going to make any sort of difference in regards to impacts. At the time of recording this program, after midnight, uh, Tuesday the 3rd of September, Hurricane Doreen is tracking slightly north of Grand Bahama, though still relatively stationary. Uh, the latest forecast, though, it is it, it has that possibility still of making a landfall on the Florida East Coast, uh, though it has diminished, and that's great news. What they currently believe that the storm is going to do and uh, I've been following this non-stop. The latest tracks that are coming out are the GFS, the uh, CMC, the ICON model, the HWRF, all the computer models, uh, including the NHC Cone of Uncertainty, have the storm tracking up the Florida East Coast. Many of them are in consensus that the eye itself will remain out at sea. By 8 p.m. Tuesday, the storm will be off the coast near West Palm Beach, Florida, as a major hurricane. And a major hurricane is a storm that is uh, above Category 3. By 8 a.m. Wednesday, it believes uh, it is believed to be off the coast near Brevard County, Florida, still as a major hurricane. As of 8 p.m. Wednesday... The storm will still be off the coast near Jacksonville as a major hurricane, and by 8 p.m. Thursday, the storm will believe to be off the coast near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, possibly off the coast of North Carolina, now downgraded to a hurricane. Now, regardless of whether the eye stays offshore or onshore, impacts will occur. You have to understand that the wind field of this storm is still 100 miles out. 
meaning that as it goes up the Florida coast, there still will be those the sustained tropical storm force winds with hurricane force wind gusts as it tracks up near Palm Beach, Brevard, Jacksonville, and even as it goes up past Georgia and the Carolinas to expect at least tropical storm conditions. But again, the cone of uncertainty uh, by the National Hurricane Center states that there is a two-thirds chance that the core of this storm, that means the eye, the eye wall, those strongest winds, will be anywhere in that cone. And going over to the National Hurricane Center right now, they still maintain that there is a possibility of a landfall on the Florida East Coast. Now, I think here in Central Florida, uh, I, I do not see the eye going over there. But there definitely is a chance that it could still scrape along the East Coast. Uh, so be ready for anything. And even if, again, the eye does not make landfall, that doesn't mean that, you know, the storm is over and that everything is cancelled and that's that. Still be prepared for heavy rain, strong gusty winds, and also a storm surge. You know, remember, during Hurricane Irma, it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't, you know, too bad or anything. But as it went up central Florida and uh, north Florida, uh, many of the conditions that the state of Florida experienced were tropical storm conditions. And many people still lost power. Many people still experienced those flooding rains and those gusty winds. So I would wager be prepared for those same conditions, or depending how the tracks may change or vary or fluctuate, something worse. you got to be ready for this stuff. And again, as it tracks further north, once it clears the state of Florida, there still is that chance that it may make a landfall and go inland uh, through parts of South Carolina and North Carolina. So people there need to be ready as well. Now, I'm not saying this to fearmonger, I'm just going over realistic possibilities. And uh, you just need to be ready. You need to be prepared for this type of stuff. Because still, I think, as you have seen over the last number of days, checking all the models, all the potential tracks, and all the potential impacts for Hurricane Dorian, you see how things have that potential to change. How, how little we know about these storms, and how variable things can be. And I'm not saying that it's an absolute 100% guarantee that conditions will be what they'll be on the East Coast, but I think you need to be ready. And, you know, if you can, just make sure right now that you do have some supplies. I mean, I, I figure most stores are, are sold out now. So make sure, you know, you've, you've got what you can get Make sure your radio is in working order. Be ready to lose power. Be ready to lose water. Be ready for the worst. And if the worst doesn't happen, I think that's wonderful. And that's great. But just be ready just in case. And also, bear this in mind. Remember the very first thing that I said in my first program about, uh, at that point it was Tropical Storm, Dorian. If nothing else... Even if this does not hit the coast or make landfall anywhere in the U.S., take this as a wake-up call. 
you know, know that we are right now we're getting in to the peak of hurricane season. And it's it's going to get busy. Right now there are uh, about four or five other areas in the Atlantic basin right now that have the possibility to develop. You have tropical disturbance one off the coast of Africa there. That one isn't really going to be an issue that's going to dissipate. You have tropical disturbance two that is in the Gulf of Mexico that is likely to hit uh, Mexico. Again, it's not going to be too bad. You have tropical disturbance three, uh, you know, in the central Atlantic again, not going to provide too much of a threat to land. You currently have Hurricane Dorian, and there's also an invest right off the coast of Africa as well, uh, near the Cape Verde, that may be an issue. So uh, just be ready. It's an active hurricane season. Things are really heating up out there. So uh, just be be ready and be prepared. And you know what? Even if you dodge a bullet here, it's 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 not the end of things. And be thankful and be grateful that you have the supplies, you know, for the rest of the season. Should something happen again, I know if the storm doesn't really hit, and it's not what you thought it was going to be. A lot of people, granted, and I understand why they can be frustrated, uh, you spent some of your hard-earned money, your time, which can be scarce, both of those things can be scarce, on preparing and evacuating seemingly for nothing. But, you know, just remember, with the technology at our disposal nowadays, it's not as advanced as you think. We can make things look good, we can make things look um, very concise, and easy to read, easy to understand, nice infographs of where we think the storm is going to go, but it's all guesswork at, at this point still. There's so many factors out of our control that can still change things, but please, no matter what, just remember, you might have dodged a bullet this time, and we, look, we, st we still don't know where it's going to go. But at the same time, it's not over. And remember that it could still get very bad, and that these severe impacts from storms are still possible. And maybe it wasn't you this time, but look at the Bahamas. I mean, every time I think about what's going on over there right now, it's depressing to think about. Look at the impact, look at the magnitude of the hurricane impacts that they got over there. Where this storm hit as a, a, practically a record-breaking Category 5 hurricane, it just slammed into the Abaco Islands, and then over to Grand Bahama, and it, it just remained stationary for over a day. And you think about those impacts. You, you look at some of the videos, and needless to say, most of the Bahamas is completely cut off. But what is coming out is not a good sight. You have complete and total destruction of pretty much everything there. Um, right now, they're estimating at the very least 13,000 structures completely destroyed. The death toll is at five. I completely expect it to be in the hundreds, if not thousands. And uh, I can't even imagine the humanitarian crisis that's about to happen. You look at what happened there. I know the culture can be different. I know the the geography can be different, and it can seem like a place that it might be a little hard for us to, to sometimes relate to, to connect to, you know? It might be very different from your town or, or city 
or community in Florida or Georgia or the Carolinas. But this can happen to you too. I don't say that to be intimidating, it's the truth. If it can happen there, it can happen anywhere that these storms have that potential of hitting. It's a rare circumstance, but, but you need to be ready for it. And my heart just goes out to everyone out there in the Bahamas. and Such a terrible, terrible circumstance. And I, I just hope, I hope for the best. As I record this, the, the worst of the storm is still over, Grand Bahama. And uh, I just hope it gets out of there. Gives them that break they, they so desperately need. And that the rescue, the recovery, and the rebuilding can begin swiftly and as soon as possible. Uh, because it's just insane to watch. For a little bit of a recap on how things are over there, let me just read you. This was from the official Wikipedia page of Hurricane Dorian, but it's, it's very well written. On September 1st, 2019, hurricane conditions arrived in some of the Abaco Islands. A few hours later, destructive conditions arrived with Hurricane Dorian making a landfall as a Category 5 hurricane at 1640 UTC, becoming the strongest hurricane in modern records to strike the northwestern Bahamas. So, I mean, this was a this was a catastrophic storm. Category 5 winds arrived at the Bahamas with the eye wall. Gusts of over 200 miles per hour also occurred. I mean, can you imagine that? Later on September 2nd, 2019, Grand Bahama International Airport was underwater. Minister of Agriculture Michael Pintard reported an estimated storm tide of 20 to 25 feet at his home on Grand Bahama. The Bahamas Prime Minister, Hubert Minnis, said, This is a deadly monster storm. Marsh Harbor, which was on the uh, Dabaco, received catastrophic damage. That's where... That's where the storm made landfall. There was significant flooding on streets and beaches, damaged trees and homes, uh, many roofs ripped off, ripped off entirely. The scene was described by an ABC reporter as pure hell. An eight-year-old boy drowned in the storm surge while the boy's sister was also reported missing. Four other people were confirmed dead on the Abaco Islands. Um, but, you know, look, to, to be honest, I think that's going to increase. The International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies reported as many as 13,000 homes were damaged or destroyed on Abaco Island. Extensive flooding is also believed to have caused water wells to be contaminated with seawater, creating an urgent need for clean water. So like I said, not only is, is there going to be the damage assessment, but I feel an unprecedented humanitarian crisis. Remember what I said a few weeks ago about the need for clean water? It's, it's essential. And when the water supply gets damaged, destroyed, cut off, or contaminated, things get very dire. So, my thoughts go out to the Bahamas there. Especially on Abaco Island and Grand Bahama. I wish them all the very best. And everyone needs to be ready for this type of stuff. Like I said, it might seem like it's a little hard to relate to. You know, it's another place... In the world, it's, it's somewhere where many people over here in the U.S. associate it maybe with vacationing, but not living there. But 
you know, you saw how close this is getting. Be ready, dear listeners. Your questions and feedback are welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Pay attention to the tropics. And a good resource to definitely use is tropicaltidbits.com. That's tropicaltidbits.com. It can be a very technical site, but it is a very informative site with many, many great resources available. And, uh, you know, this storm is still an ongoing event. Look, we we, we just don't know what's going to happen with it yet. It still has that possibility to graze the coast of Florida and cause a lot of problems there. So, to everyone out there still in the path of this storm, uh, you know, the very best of luck to everyone out there. You know, while the risk for those worst-case scenario conditions for central Florida, especially inland, uh, has diminished. You know, again, I fully anticipate to get those sustained uh, tropical storm force winds and and heavy rains. So as a result, I think many people should be ready for power outages. Maybe we'll be fortunate not to get any, but we'll have to see what happens. And, you know, just know, like I said, even if the eye of this storm does not make direct landfall, uh, that doesn't mean that, oh, it's going to be a sunny day and, you know, it's going to be fine. Uh, you're still going to get you're still going to get hit and things are still going to get messy. And we just need to be thankful that we might avoid that direct hit. But at this point, we just don't know. Uh, be ready, be safe. And, and my thoughts are with all of you. I know some people are probably upset that, you know, why are you talking about something that's not impacting me? But uh, you know what? I'm just going to do these shows, and if you don't want to listen, then don't. Um, because I, I just I want to talk about this storm. I feel it's important to talk about. And uh, then when it passes, we'll get on with things and uh, go from there. Discuss other topics. There won't be any uh, calls today. It's just going to be my voice. So uh, we have that. I have been uh, staying informed about the storm here in Florida, if you, you ever want to try and do a little bit of listening to radio stations from the Bahamas, uh, see if you could pick up uh, radio station CNS. That's uh, Radio Bahamas, uh, national radio. They're an English-language uh, news radio station offering continuous coverage of, uh, of Hurricane Dorian and uh, its catastrophic impacts on the islands. You can listen to them online on TuneIn, on Radio.Garden, on uh, Streama, I believe. And also, of course, you can listen direct on your radio at 1540 a.m. if you are in Florida. Uh, Particularly at night, the signal is a little better then. But uh, just, you know, it's, it's a way to be able to get up to date on the situation in the Bahamas direct from the source. Uh, but you know, listening to that that station, I've been I've had it on in the background quite a bit. Now, I've been getting most of my news from uh, Radio Bahamas. I've been looking around on the social media for the latest videos from the Bahamas. Uh, I've been following Tropical Tidbits, the National Hurricane Center. I've been getting some uh, opinions and feedback from the uh, Tropical Weather subreddit, and I've also really been getting the latest coverage from uh, Agenda Free TV. Steve Wilkner, great. Great news reader there, and host. So, you know, just best to stay informed uh, as you can. 
So I just wanted to give a latest update. And you know, also remember, just if the storm weakens, that is that that's good news. Uh, you know, it's not something to be angry about. Again, I know that it can be frustrating if we spent some of our time, money, and resources preparing for something that didn't happen. But always remember, for the times that we miss the impact, we dodge a bullet. Uh, there will be those times where we will not be as fortunate. You know, go ahead and look at what happened to Puerto Rico with Hurricane Maria. Look at what happened over in Texas with Hurricane Harvey. Look at what happened in the Florida Panhandle with Hurricane Michael. And look at look at the catastrophe ongoing in the Bahamas with Hurricane Dorian. You might have dodged a bullet, but there are people out there that took a direct hit. And if, if that ever happens to you or me, better safe than sorry. You know, that's, that's the best possible thing. Better safe than sorry. So you have your resources. You haven't gone through them yet. Uh, don't, don't throw them all out. If they're still good, they're not expired. Store them up. Keep them in a safe place. Again, like I was saying, hurricane season is only just starting to ramp up. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you look at how things were in, uh, you know, 2017, 2018, uh, there have been multiple impacts over those years. So it's not the end of it. It's, it's only the beginning when it really starts ramping up now. It's been ongoing, but it's, it's, getting the, it's only getting to the beginning of, the, of that hardcore activity. So you got the resources. Stay vigilant, stay prepared, and stay strong. Well, again, the email address for any contact, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Uh, yes, we do have a new new update as I am recording this uh, as of 1.03 a.m. Latest update from the National Hurricane Center uh, pressure is now at 950 millibars. Max sustained winds 125 miles per hour. Hurricane Dorian is now a Category 3 storm. So uh, keep that in mind. But again, there are still wind gusts up to 155 miles per hour. So just because it's a 3 doesn't mean that that's nothing. 155, is, is it'll blow you away. But that's the latest update there. All right. With that said, again, email address for any contact is v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. Just a Hurricane Dorian update show. And again, uh, because I do believe tropical storm conditions will impact the area. And you know, that stuff isn't is enough to take out our very fragile infrastructure. You know, it'll, um, it might, it might take power out. So as a result, I do want to do this show before Thursday. Um, but... Opening up the email, I do want to give a thank you to all the people who, uh, you know, sent their well wishes, their thoughts, their prayers, and uh, kind words. Uh, I just want to give a big thank you to Jean and Mary Beth. Thank you to Joshua. Thank you to Willow. also want to thank Travis in Texas, Tony in Texas, Mervyn in Arizona, Ted in Florida, Julie in Georgia, and a few international listeners, Aiden in Ireland, Nathan in England, Chantal in Germany, 
and Jacob in Canada. Thank you all so much for your support and your kind words. And also keep in mind, if you do want to help this show, help it stay alive, help with the operating costs, please consider a donation via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com You know, earlier this week I was going to be I was going to be ready budget-wise for the month of September, um, but someone who who was supporting this show pulled out for reasons out of, you know, out of our control and lost uh, several hundred dollars there. So any support is welcome to PayPal, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com to help keep these broadcasts going on the air online and also help keep the production costs of this program going. You can also donate via Patreon at patreon.com slash the report of the week. I do, I do just want to read uh, two letters. The first one comes from Hunter, who writes, I must say I really appreciate your response to Dorian's potential impact on Florida. It is a common misconception that weather is a hard and fast science. It's not. There is so much going on, and we as meteorologists are only scratching the surface, but we try to do our best. That's all we, or anyone for that matter, can do. That being said, there is plenty of science, theory, high-level math, and intense supercomputer work that go into what we call meteorology, as well as a heap-ton of research. And uh, despite all of this, forecasts change continually. Doesn't take much, and that's what is so interesting in my opinion. It's such a fresh field, always keeping us on our toes. And to interject, thank you, Hunter, I, I really do agree with you there, it, it is fascinating, and uh, yes, those forecasts can most certainly change uh, so much. Continuing, so allow me to thank you for expressing a level of uncertainty on your recent podcast. More people need to be aware of this, you may not realize it, or perhaps you do, but that single video has the power to inform many of that uncertainty. A huge problem in the field is how the public consumes and responds to weather information. Many take it well, understand the uncertainty, and prepare appropriately. Others, not so much. Some take it so poorly to the point of anger, which you mentioned in your broadcast. Even during some high-risk severe weather outbreaks, leave it to a few to get mad at broadcast meteorologists because they are interrupting their episode of The Bachelor, or what have you to provide life-saving information as a tornado barrels toward their home. There are many instances where the public has trouble with consuming and responding to weather information, but it's not all entirely their fault. You have the media, for example, which tends to use scare tactics during high-profile weather events, potentially misinforming thousands while simultaneously leaving out any air of uncertainty. There's a really good email from Hunter. I think it speaks for itself. Uh, absolutely, 100% agree. And uh, thank you, thank you for all that you do, Hunter, as a meteorologist. You guys put so much work into all of this. And going over to Shane in Ohio. Hey man, just wanted to send you my best wishes. I saw Dorian is a very strong hurricane. My wife's childhood best friend lives in Florida, and they've been talking about leaving. I know you're used to this kind of thing, but please stay safe. 
on a positive note, my wife now listens to your broadcast, VORW, and uh, likes the VORW more than the food reviews. Almost every night we go to bed, uh, we turn on the radio broadcast and listen together. So uh, now thanks to you, I got my wife on board. I'm going to get myself a little prepper type kit put together that's going to include a good radio, lots of batteries, and a bunch of different supplies. I'm going to keep a shortwave radio in my kit and keep one for personal use as well. And again, I'm sure it's been one hell of a week for you with YouTube and moving and now this big storm. So again, stay safe. Stay in touch. I hope you have a better week next week from Shane in Ohio. Thank you, Shane. Uh, that was a very kind letter. Uh, I'm glad that both of you uh, enjoy listening to the broadcasts. And I'm glad you're staying prepared. You know, I'm glad you're putting a little kit together. Some supplies, some radios, especially for communication and... Uh, information reception you're absolutely doing the right thing so thank you very much uh, with that you know if any more updates come in I will let everyone know here in central Florida uh, you know weather has been a little breezy most certainly has lots of stores are closed you know the blessed Starbucks has been closed for a while so I've been going off the caffeine pills uh, some restaurants have been closed, though Chick-fil-A is still open. Got some good food from there the other day. Uh, the U.S. Post Office is closed. Most gas stations are out of gas. Many shelves are, uh, you know, deprived of, of water and uh, some supplies, but they are getting restocked, so you can still get some of the stuff you need. And uh, overall, weather-wise, it's been cloudy. Uh, humid, but a bit breezy. You have some of these little tropical rain rain bands that, you know, pass through here and there. You know, definitely getting some torrential downpours. Nothing sustained with some breezy, gusty winds, but so far all the utilities have remained up and consistently good. And uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll keep everyone posted uh, should any developments emerge. Thank you for listening. This is VORW International. Again, I don't know if I'm going to be here on Thursday or not. Look, if there's no internet, there's going to be no show. And uh, I'm just, I still have the old uh, shows sent off to all the radio stations. So, you know, a show is still going to go out, but it might be old. But, uh, you know, if not, I'll try and get something produced. But don't count on it. That's, again, why I'm, why I'm getting this uh, show out. So, again, everyone out there, stay safe. If you're on the east coast of Florida, uh, in Georgia, or the Carolinas, be safe, be ready, be vigilant, be prepared. And uh, again, my thoughts go out to everyone in the Bahamas there, really hoping for a very, very swift and beautiful recovery for, for wonderful, wonderful islands and, and great people there too. So thank you for listening, and do take care, and I'll be back when I'm back. Thank you, this is VORW.